6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. You know, we have a genuine faith in our players and our ability to continue to improve. And for us, you know, there's areas of our game where we can be better. That's just the, the facts is that we weren't anywhere near where we needed to be in some areas. We're going to address them. We're going to improve. And uh, we'll be ready for game number five. Tell me what you want and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not giving up. Come on, we got nothing left to lose. I've been there by meeting as a staff, breaking the game down properly, and then giving your players, you know, something that they can hang their hats on as, uh, as they move forward. The LA Kings have tied the series. You want to make sure you're not just sweeping things under the rug. You want to make sure you're seeing things the way they occurred. You do your work, and you give your players something that they can sink their teeth in in order to improve. And that's where our focus is. We're moving on to game number five now. You can get it. Tell me what you want, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not giving up. I think you're going to see an Edmonton Oilers team that's going to come out unprepared. They're going to come out hard, and they're going to be a team that realizes there's no shortcuts to playoff success. He has played with some of the greatest hockey players of all time. Uh, Gordy Howe, Guy Lafleur, Wayne Gretzky, just to name a few. He was drafted by the Montreal Canadiens in the first round, the fifth pick in the 1974 draft. Won the 79 Stanley Cup with the Canadiens. And then after that, well, became the Edmonton Oilers' first uh, number one pick in the expansion draft. Cam Connor joining me this afternoon, our Edmonton Oilers alumni. Welcome to 630 Ched. Thank you very much, Jalen. Oh, it's nice to have you here. So I have you here as an Oilers alumni, but I'm thinking sometimes I wonder, does your heart lie with the Edmonton Oilers or with the Montreal Canadiens, given how much time you did play with the Canadiens and winning a Stanley Cup with them? I got to say, it boils down to me... A- those are the my two favorite teams. They always ask me, who are you cheering for, Montreal or Edmonton? It really depends what city I'm in. <laughs> two great teams. But you ended up calling Edmonton home. You know, Glenn Sather told me when he phoned me and said, we made you our first choice. And I would played against uh, Glenn for four years in the world hockey. He said, buy a house, you're going to be here a long time. Well, 10 minutes before the trade deadline, we were in Montreal in the dressing room, and I heard it on the radio. I got traded. So I rented my house out for 10 years to Colin Campbell and other hockey players and uh, decided to move back. What was it like playing for Glenn Sather? I butt-dialed him once. He helped. I, I wrote uh, Peter Pocklington's uh, biography a few years oh, back sweet. in 2009, and, and Glenn Sather was a part of that, and I accidentally butt-dialed him once. And that's something that you don't want to do. I was act- Trust me, it was accidentally. Because I was a little nervous around him. Was he as badass as it seemed? No, Scotty Bowman was badass. <laughs> uh, Glenn Sather, you know, he had his moments. Like, he would... He'd never lie to you. He'd tell you the way it was, good or bad. But I think the players that he had, um, they all respected him. You know, he kept down on you like all coaches would. Um, with Scotty Bowman, 
all the players, they just said, he is the meanest coach you ever saw. But I guess, you know, he got results. And Glenn Sather, he was he was somebody that was uh, usually pretty good. And Dave Semenko was somebody mm. that, uh, you know, Glenn would be giving him heck. And, and Semenko's always had the one-liners. And then Semenko would sit there cool and calm, and then he'd deliver his one-liner. And then he'd get Glenn in the whole dressing room you know, laughing, and they would diffuse everything with Glenn. Last time I saw uh, Semenko, Dave Semenko was uh, the 2017 playoff run uh, here uh, at at Rogers, and uh, and of course, you know, passed away a couple of years later. You've you've said goodbye to some great players over the past number of years. Most recently, Guy Lafleur, who you had an opportunity to play with uh, as well. Uh, good relationship you had with him. You know, I think. Anybody that has played with Guy or has even met him, you can't deny what kind of a person he is. He always treated me special, as did all the guys in that team. They were so good to me. And uh, with Guy, he lived pretty close to me, so we would drive to the practices, to the charter flights together, and uh, he'd just drop in. And, you know, just to say hi. And then after we won the Stanley Cup, he just said, Cam, you and I were going out tonight, <laughs> which was quite an experience. I was going to say, what was that quite like? An experience. Well, the, the Montreal police, they didn't want us drinking and driving. Of course. And so they gave each one of the players a motorcycle cop with a sidecar. <laughs> So we would go into the bars and drink whatever we wanted to. Everything was free. Just walk out, jump in the sidecar and say, here's where I want to go next. And they drive you to the next bar and you go back in there. And uh, so, yeah. Some good times. It was was really great. It really was. Cam Connor joining me this afternoon. He was uh, the the first pick, the number one pick in the NHL expansion draft, the Edmonton Oilers' first pick in that NHL expansion draft in in, uh, 79, uh, 80. I have to ask you, um, from my research and when I've been reading about you, one of the things that folks often bring up and the scribes out there, they always want to talk about that double overtime goal of of yours in that uh, that Maple Leafs Canadians game in what year was that? Well, that was the year we won. The was it was seventy nine? Yes. Okay, so it was seventy nine, and you had been, you hadn't played in like a hundred minutes. Well, exactly, and you know, the Montreal Canadiens when I joined them, they had won the cup three years in a row. So yeah. this was the fourth year now, <laughs> and uh, they were the best team in the world. And so I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of ice time. Just keep my mouth shut and keep working. And But, you know, Bowman wasn't a fan of mine, which is fine. And uh, it happened to Ken Dryden had mm. told Scotty Bowman, because we were playing the Leafs and they were a rough, aggressive team. So we played them two games in Montreal and they ran us. We, we won. And so I didn't know this for 20 years, but Dryden said to, to Scotty Bowman, you got to put Cam in the lineup. This is his kind of game. <laughs> so then, you know, we go to Toronto and I'm dressing and I'm all excited. Well, I didn't play the first period. So you ski between period and you loosen your legs up. I didn't, I didn't play the second. I didn't play the third. I didn't play the first overtime. And now we're in the second overtime. And if you haven't played for that long, <laughs> Your legs are almost like two pieces of concrete, and so I'm almost hoping I don't get put on the ice because I didn't want to embarrass myself. But as it turned out, I got my shift, and, uh, you know, 
I w- wish it was a goal that was a slap shot to the top corner because <laughs> I have been abused so much about the goal that I scored. So, you know, the guys in the team, I was happy. They were happy. We got our two points and uh, we got the W. So When you when you look back and you talk uh, and you think about great moments, I mean, is that is that the great moment uh, for you or are your great moments a little bit different? Is it is it the people along the way as well? Well, you know, it's people along the way that, that you know, that's really uh, what I hold true to my heart is, is all the people that I've met over the years and all the different cities that I've lived in. And, you know, that was a real highlight to get that, um, you know, overtime goal. And another highlight was when I got sent to the Rangers farm team and uh, they told me, we want you to be captains of the farm team. I said, I don't want to be captain. They said, why not? Because anybody that's captain of the farm team isn't brought up. And I said, <laughs> I'm coming up. And so they didn't bring me up until the playoffs. We're playing the Philadelphia Flyers. That's when hockey was really rough. And so we're in Philly, and I, they give me a regular shift. And with one minute to go in the game, we were down 3 nothing. We tied it 3-3 with a minute to go. You know, they put me on the ice, and uh, I scored on my friend Pete Peters. And so that was a highlight. And they had me on the radio after the game, and they said, is this the biggest goal you ever scored? Mm. And I said, well, it is if it gets me out of the minors. <laughs> so, but it did get me out of the minors. Mm, you, um, you're, you're, you have a podcast. Yes. And it's called uh, View from the Penalty Box. Yes, correct. Yes. Um, are you still doing it? View from the Penalty Box. Uh, you were a little bit of a protector in your day, I understand. Uh you know, that came natural to me. <laughs> I, I, my best friend growing up was a guy named Rowdy Roddy Piper. He right? was my all-time favorite wrestler. So I've got scars on my body from fighting him. How did you meet? Well, the truth is we went to the same school, but we kind of just walked by each other. And then one, this is almost embarrassing, but one day there was a knock at my back door. We were about 16, 17 years old, and a couple buddies of mine are standing there with Rod. And they said, Cam, you're a pretty tough guy. And this new guy, Rod, he's pretty tough. Why don't you have a fight? So I said, sure. So we went into my garage and went at it. And I did not know he was a light heavyweight boxing <laughs> champ in Toronto. So he beat me. And uh, we just became best friends to hitchhike to Toronto together. And it was it was wonderful. Okay. So you know what, Cam? Uh, I'm going to have to leave it here this afternoon. But boy, oh boy, I sure hope that we get another time to talk sometime and like for an hour. Because it would be fascinating to hear more about your stories. Before I let you go, your thoughts on, on the team this year? You know, this is a good hockey team. They really are. They've added pieces to the puzzle. And it's like uh, any team. You know, they're playing with confidence. The goaltender has to be stopping the puck in the playoffs. I mean, that's a must. It seems like the goalie situation is coming, you know, to look a little more on the positive Mm -hmm. side. And I actually thought after they lost the first game, they would win four straight. Okay. Now I'm going to say they'll win the next two. There we go. They'll win the next two for sure. Cam Connor, it has been my pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. And thank you very much. Take care now. Cam Connor joining us, our Edmonton Oiler alumni this afternoon. Uh, boy, I could listen to you talk for the rest of the afternoon, let me tell you. It's 518. Well, we need to yeah. ch- I better start my podcast again. <laughs> you need to start your podcast again. Thank you.